Americans consume well over 600 million cups of coffee per day. And globally, the human race consumes 168 million bags of coffee each year. And that number is growing. Why do we love it so much? Maybe it's the smell or the way that it magically gives you energy. And one of the companies that serves coffee is Starbucks. Starbucks is one of the world's largest coffee companies with over a 40% market share in the United States. Its stock rose from a split adjusted price of just 34 cents per share in 1992 to a high of over $125 in 2021. But problems have occurred recently though with the company. The stock has fallen, there's store unionization efforts and slowing growth. Are Starbucks best days behind it? Have they lost their magic? That's what we'll find out today on Stock Stories. Starbucks was founded in 1971 by Jerry Baldwin, Zev Siegel, and Gordon Bowker. And this took place in the famous Pike Place Market in Seattle, Washington. In the beginning, Starbucks wasn't a coffee drink shop. They just sold coffee beans. And one day in the early 1980s, they hired a young man named Howard Schultz, who was an experienced salesman. He was only 29 years old, but he showed a lot of promise. So they hired him as their director of marketing. In 1983, when Howard was on a coffee buying trip in Milan, Italy, he noticed the cafes there and they had a certain special vibe about them, something that he hadn't quite experienced in the United States. And he loved it. He thought, you know, this would be a great coffee concept in America. He tried to persuade the owners of Starbucks that this was a good idea to invest in this concept and they were pretty skeptical. So he decided to leave Starbucks on his own and create a restaurant concept based around these Italian cafes. Now, this concept was gonna cost a lot of money, so Howard decided to approach investors to raise the money. And out of 242 people that he talked to, only 25 said yes, but that was enough to get the capital to get his new business off the ground. After some initial success, the Starbucks owners ended up selling their business to Howard Schultz and so Schultz rebranded the entire cafe that he had created with the Starbucks name and then started opening additional stores. What made Starbucks special was its focus on delivering quality and delivering quality premium coffee in a quick way to its consumers. While other American brands had already pioneered fast food, fast coffee, specifically fast premium coffee, was a new thing. When Howard Schultz bought Starbucks, he had six stores and he quickly expanded it to 11 stores by 1987. Now there were trends going on in the coffee industry that Schultz had to fight against. There was a move toward flavored coffee and he didn't want to do that. And there was also this push towards franchising and Schultz didn't want to franchise because he wanted to control the quality of the coffee that Starbucks was producing. And one of the innovations that they did to make money was in 1988, they introduced a mail order catalog and they had people ordering coffee from there. And they also installed special point of sale systems so that they could spot trends in how different types of coffee were selling in different stores almost instantly. Now, even though the stores had some initial success, things were still pretty difficult around this time. First of all, Americans weren't really used to drinking coffee this way. And number two, Starbucks, the company, had these expensive coffee roasting machines that cost a lot to maintain and purchase. 
In spite of these early difficulties, things started to catch on and Starbucks started to attract a cult-like following among coffee lovers. And they kept expanding and building new stores. So much so that by 1992, which was the year that Starbucks went public, they had 165 stores by the end of the year. In the mid-90s, Starbucks really hit its stride with growth, expanding to over 1,000 stores. And then by the late 90s, they expanded internationally with a lot of new stores in the United Kingdom and other parts of Europe, as well as Asia in certain countries such as Taiwan and Malaysia. Throughout the 2000s and 2010s, Starbucks kept expanding and growing into the international company that we know it as today. Starbucks today still primarily sells coffee, but not just one or two or three types of coffee. They sell all different kinds of delicious beverages that you can consume. And the thing is, most of these things contain caffeine. Now, it's important to remember that caffeine as a substance is mildly addictive, certainly not as addictive as many drugs are, but it can cause some mild physical dependence because it affects the central nervous system. This means from a product point of view, Starbucks has a unique competitive advantage compared to companies in other industries. It's selling a product that people are naturally going to crave more of again and again and again, and they can consume it again and again because it's a consumable product. Not to mention, Starbucks has already built a very strong brand name, certainly in the United States and in other parts of the world too. All of these coffee sales over the years have proved very lucrative for investors. For example, if you had invested in Starbucks back when they had their initial public offering in 1992, you would have made 19.2% annual returns since then. That means if you had invested $10,000, you would have over $1.8 million from that single investment. And that's not even including reinvesting your dividends. If you had invested in 2002 instead, you would have had 16% annual returns. Or if you had invested in 2012, just 10 years ago, you would have had 15% annual returns, which are all really impressive. Well, what about the business of Starbucks today? Well, they've been facing some troubles, actually. Number one is increased competition. For example, businesses like Dunkin' Brands, McDonald's, they've been cutting in on their sales because they're just cheaper options. And sometimes people don't want to pay more money for a single cup of coffee. They just want the cheaper option. Also, Starbucks has been facing competition not in the retail world, but inside people's houses. People are buying Keurigs. Keurig Green Mountain, which is now part of Keurig Dr. Pepper, has been selling self-serve coffee makers for years. And there's other brands, of course, that have these models. One thing that Starbucks has done to combat this is by selling their beans in grocery stores. So they'll actually sell the bags where people buy food and where they buy their K-cups. So that's a way that Starbucks can find their way into people's homes and not just via the drive-through or their retail locations. The second big issue that Starbucks has been facing lately is slowing international growth. They've pretty much saturated the North American market, so they've looked overseas to build their business further, specifically a lot of Asian countries, and in particular, China. To give you a sense of the importance of China to Starbucks' business, Starbucks has over 17,000 stores across the globe, and over 5,000 of those are in China, which is about half the number of stores that exist in North America. For fiscal year 2021, sales from Chinese stores grew an impressive 17%. 
But fast forward to more recent data, in the third quarter of 2022, Starbucks reported that Chinese sales declined by an incredible 44% over the prior year. This is huge. Now it's clear that the pandemic has definitely had something to do with these results, but what we have to ask ourselves as potential investors is, is this a long-term trend or will things get better? Third, Starbucks is going to have to do a really good job as far as their relations with their workers and with their customers. In 2018, there was a scandal where two black men were arrested for no reason at a Starbucks store, and it was a really big deal. It prompted the CEO to actually close all of the stores for a day to conduct racial bias training for the team members. And then more recently, in the early 2020s, unionization has also required more resources from the company in order to adapt to a changing labor market. What are some things that Starbucks could do to ensure a great long-term future? Well, I think one thing could potentially be franchising. Franchising could bring in a large cash infusion into the business and help fuel even further growth and cash flow. Now, Starbucks licenses a lot of its stores. They don't do franchising right now. But those licensed stores only account for 9% of revenue. That revenue could be increased substantially if they franchise. For example, another consumer-based business, Dine Brands, which is the owner of Applebee's and IHOP, executed a transition from a company-owned slash franchise model to a nearly fully franchise model between 2007 and 2012. And as a result, they brought in lots of cash to shareholders. Although this approach brings a lot of money into the corporate headquarters, a risk with this is that you don't have as much control over quality and Starbucks has long prized itself over how they control the quality of their coffee. Another thing that Starbucks can do is to double down on improving its margins. Well, what do I mean by that? Recently, Starbucks introduced a new concept called the Roastery. These are amazing, beautiful locations that are kind of like a mega Starbucks store, except they're for coffee lovers, people who are really dedicated to the craft, and they actually roast coffee in these stores in very special ways. They have these premium coffee beans that you can't get anywhere else. And so it's kind of this luxury coffee concept. There are only six locations around the world right now, but I bet if they expanded this concept, they might be able to bring in more revenue and therefore more margins because you can charge more money for an exclusive type experience than your typical Starbucks cup of coffee. Another cool thing about this business is that Starbucks has an amazing loyalty program. In fact, their loyalty program has over $2.1 billion in unused funds that customers have already given up to prepay for future cups of coffee. This is amazing because it demonstrates there's a huge amount of customer loyalty there. And maybe there's some things that Starbucks can do to leverage this loyalty further, like building out extra levels of their reward program or having special items for certain tiers. At the end of the day, even in spite of its problems, Starbucks is still a money-making machine. They're probably gonna handle and work out their labor relations issues. They're gonna work out their growth issues over time. And at the end of the day, they sell caffeine and they sell it over and over and over again to people who crave it. And they've gotten really good at it. So I think Starbucks will be around for many years to come. Now, as far as a stock, I don't think the stock is going to perform nearly as well as it has in the past, but I do think that it will perform well, probably beating out your average company, as long as you purchase the shares at a decent valuation, of course. So has Starbucks lost its magic? I would say no. 
Starbucks is still going strong. They're just moving into a more mature phase of their business's life. So the next time you take a sip of your caramel macchiato, just remember that there's a lot of innovation, a lot of history, and a lot of business processes behind that drink that you're sipping. Starbucks will always have a lot of competition, but based on what they've built, as far as their brand strength and loyalty, I think they'll be around for many years to come. I'm Alex Mason, your stock storyteller, and this has been another episode of Stock Stories.